Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. Boy, that's his tough guy. It is the bjshow.co show. Did I get it right, John? We got it. bjshow.co.com.net.biz. No, we don't have any of those, do we? No, we just have bjshow.co. We couldn't get the yeah. rest of them. Yeah. Just bjshow.co. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go again. I'm going to make another quick phone call here, and we'll see if this person answers, because they are going to essentially tell me the true story of me trying to get in touch with Bill Eigel. Okay, we'll call this number right here. I don't know if she's going to answer or not. Apparently not. You have reached the voicemail of Kelly Barr. She's not going to answer because she will be my witness to how many times we have called Bill Eigel and he never would. Hold on a minute. That might be her. Hold on a minute. Hey, do you hear me? I do. You're on the air, so no potty mouth, okay? (laughs) You know that's so funny, right? Do you hear hear John Combest? John's saying hi. Hi, John. I do not hear him, but hi, John. Yeah, we still have some technical deals here. Okay. I just had Bill Eigel on the air, okay? Okay. How how many times when we did the the BS show, how many times did we call him and he would never, ever, ever answer the phone? Uh, Every time. (laughs) Right. And wouldn't you say I called him during the course of our show together? Wouldn't you say I called him at least 10 times? At the very least, yes. (laughs) He might have answered one time in the beginning. But that was very short-lived, and I don't think he did it again. Yes. Okay. So you're my witness is that every time I called Bill Eigel, the crazy part of it is he calls me yesterday at 820 and says, hey, Brad, can I still get on the air? And I go like, who is this? <laughs> I saw his name come up on the phone, and, and he goes, this is Bill Eigel. I go, Bill, you talking to me? And he goes, yeah, why wouldn't I talk to you? So we had him on the air this morning just last, you know, five, six minutes or so, so ago. And I told him the story, and he says he knew nothing about that. The story you just told me? No, the story about, about remember the story how I got thrown out of his fundraiser and he got mad because I talked. Because, I do. Because I do remember that. We talked about that on the air. Remember, we talked about that on the air that I got thrown Several out of his. Several times. Yes, I got thrown out of his fundraiser because I didn't you have did. a ticket. So anyway, so you're my witness that we called him several times and he never answered the phone, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to just... And I would help you bury the body. (laughs) You are so kind. Okay. Bye, (laughs) Shelly. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Have a great day, hon. Peace. Bye. Fellow talk show host there. Okay. (laughs) How's that? I thought thought that the mystery guest was going to be the mother of a potential state senator. Who's that? 
Somebody, the re, the woman who's responsible for you going to oh, the Bill Igel C- event, Cindy Cristvinelli. Yeah, yeah. Cindy is uh, Cindy is uh, very much into uh, at least she used to be. I don't know if she still is. She was on the St. Charles County uh, Central Committee um, and uh, very much. You know, I, you know. I guess it's one of those things where the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree because her son is a very arch conservative. Who uh, um, and when he was going uh, when he was uh, first elected, he was not an attorney and he went to school law, law school. And he had some kind of a special deal because he was still serving um, in the legislature. And I believe that's the, the timeline. And he got his degree, and I believe he's passed the bar and the whole bit. So he's now an official attorney now. So he's running for the Senate seat that is being vacated by, hold it, is he? Yeah, he's running. Who's Bill Eigel. Bill I, that's right. He's running for Bill Eigel's seat. I'm thinking yep, to myself. He's okay. running against a guy named Adam Schnelting. Right, right, because Bill Eigel is termed out, so this is his this is his last hurrah as a state senator. So that's why he's running for governor. Because in May, when the legislature ends, he'll, his service will essentially be done, and he wants to essentially, uh, you know, move back in to politics by being the governor in 2025. Do I have that correct? Is that that's what, correct? That's, yeah. a, that's the appropriate timeline, right there. Right. Okay. So that's the whole deal. So now I got that all straightened out. Okay. So I forgot about that because that's his Senate seat. Okay. And it's interesting because because Bill, most of the times, the state senators usually are reps that serve. Maybe they get termed out, or maybe they they run for a Senate district before they're termed out. But that's typically the stepping stone. You go from rep to Senate, and it's not too often that somebody just comes in as a Senate, correct? Correct. Yeah, most of the time, yeah, most of the time there's that progression from state rep to state Senate to statewide office to governor. Right. Okay. Yesterday, and I know you talked about this on uh, earlier when we did the uh, top three with, what's that guy's name again? I'm Casey Kasem. That guy, that's his name. <laughs> uh, we talked about the top three. I heard live yesterday Bob Onder on um, Mark Reardon's show. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was on there. That's great. I thought he came off a little bit disingenuous. You know what I'm? I'm be honest with you. It just sounded sort of phony to me, because they asked him about. Okay, well, you know, you he declared for for you know you're termed out as a, a senator. You're not a senator anymore. And then all of a sudden you just declare you want to run for lieutenant governor. Now you're running for for CD three, and you know he gave that. Well, I'm here to serve the public and blah 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 blah. blah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, were you looking, were you looking for an answer that was more straightforward? Like, Hey, us Congressman is a once or twice in a lifetime opportunity and Lieutenant governor is not like, were you looking for a, like, that's the kind of answer I think you would give Brad, right? <laughs> like you would just say, Hey, look, are you, you think I'm an idiot? Do I want to be lieutenant governor and keep a seat warm for eight years, or do I want to be a member of Congress? Of course I want to be a member of Congress. <laughs> See, that's the kind of answer I would like. That, yeah, that's why that, you and I would never get elected. Brad. Right, that exactly. That's exactly the answer I would want. You know, like, just tell it like it is. You know, hey, I want to go to D.C. But see, now the crazy thing about it is he's still, once again, and the two the two people who are there's two officially, uh, was Mary Louise, what's her name? Mary, Mary Elizabeth Coleman. Mary yeah. Elizabeth Coleman. Both do not live in CD3. They both live right now. They both live in what, CD2 right now? Is that the deal? That's correct, yep. So, so they can run, and if they're elected, they would have to move. But the irony of that is just like, it's sort of a joke. It's just like, what's his face? Um, that, um, um, I can't remember his name. Uh, Adam Schiff. Uh, the room we talked oh, about yeah. that we talked about that a couple of weeks back where where um, he's they're even 
they're even claiming that he doesn't even live in California anymore. Matter of fact, he refied his house or something like that, his house in Maryland, and he listed that as his primary residence when he applied for the loan. And technically, that's illegal, correct? You can't have your primary residence outside of your state. Right, that's correct, yeah. Right, and wasn't wasn't the same deal on that? Who was, who was the senator that got promoted and... And um, oh, and Biden appointed the lady from California, but she didn't live in California anymore. You know what I'm talking about, or was it was it Gavin Newsom? Don't you remember that was recently was the deal where there was a Senate position that came open, and um, he appointed a lady who didn't even live in California anymore. Josh, lived, I don't remember that story. She lived in Maryland or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so but to your point, I mean, yeah, Andre. And by the way, I don't mean to get us off topic here, Brad, but there was a great piece. Speaking of Augusta where Bob Onder lives. There was a great piece about the Hoffmans yesterday in the Post-Dispatch. Did you see it? Yeah, that's a whole, there's a whole story behind that. We got- I bet there is. And it, did you see that the, the piece quoted another former state senator, John Lamping? What did John, I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing. What did Lamping say? He was, out, he was out walking his dog, actually. The Post-Dispatch reporter caught him out walking his dog. And he was, actually, he made the point that, what, that was, if you look at if you look at the decline, if you want to look at it that way, of the of the Hoffman's estate portfolio, whatever in Augusta, Lamping's point was that Augusta is better in 2024 than it was in 2020. Like there's more development that the that the city's in a better position now than it was four years ago. Well, the problem that I have, and maybe this a little bit sits too little bit too close to me because having running a business for a long time in Washington is that when they came to town, they essentially, we're going to make, uh, we're going to make um, uh, Augusta into the next Napa. And right off yep. the bat, I'm going like, okay, the climate's not right. You know, because let, let's be honest, <laughs> yeah. you can go to Napa in January and February, but there's not too many people going to Augusta in January, February, correct? Right. I mean, it's yeah, just, correct, yeah. once again, we don't have that kind of, and it's not just necessarily Augusta, it's any place, there aren't too many concerts at Riverport in January, February, you know? I mean, You're it's exactly one of those. right, yeah, and, whereas you can, if you go to Napa in January, there will be a crowd. Right, and the weather yep. is, although the weather is not like it is in the summer, but it won't be snowy and it won't be minus five or something like we had last month a couple times, okay? And I hear what he's saying, but here's, I think, what ticked everybody off. They started buying everything in sight. They bought Hillerman Nursery, they bought Ziglin Signs, and now they're selling all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it's like, okay, so why, you know, you said you were coming to town to, you know, build Augusta. Fine, you know, buy the wineries, clean the place up, put some money into the place. Great. But why? And, and they, they bragged about, we're spending $150 million. And for a while there was a press release, we're buying a new business every 14 days. And once again, Washington's this town where... Sort of, matter of fact, uh, one of my friends who used to live in Washington and, and Washington folks do not, this is not from my lips, this is from somebody else's lips. She called it a cult. And because of the fact that, you know, you got to go to the town and country fair, there are certain things you have to do. Um, and the town has an interesting history as far as religion is concerned. It's one of the smallest towns in the state of Missouri that has two Catholic parishes in it, has the Borgia Par- Parish and Our Lady of Lords, And that in itself is sort of all the quote-unquote elite people go to Borgia and all the working class people go to Our Lady of Lords. Uh, it has the Borgia Regional High School, which they always say it's regional high school. They have students there from like seven counties or something like that. And it has a 
lot of interesting, you know, history and people who were there are very proud of their heritage, the whole bit. And it's sort of interesting. It dates back uh, to, um, uh, matter of fact, there's an interesting story that is about how Washington was essentially settled by all these German people. And essentially there was a guy who wrote a book and he wrote a book that uh, talked about how Washington is this great place and the climate is wonderful and never gets cold and there's no snow. And all these German people went to uh, immigrate to the United States and moved to Washington and found out that the book was full of bull, that there was lots of snow, <laughs> and it got cold. It sounds like anything you would read from a Chamber of Commerce, Brad. <laughs> right. Well, it wasn't the Chamber of Commerce. It was some guy who just wrote a book. So that I think that's why the Hoffmans got... And then not only that... If, if there's an article in the Mid-Rivers News, uh, uh, if you ever read that, do you, I don't, are you familiar with that article, the Mid-Rivers News magazine? Oh, yeah, and it's it's the exact same thing that you can get in Chesterfield with just slightly different content. Right, and essentially what they're saying is they never applied for any permits for any of this stuff. They, you know, they, the, the county, and, and Joe Brazel will tell you the story. They talk, well, we're going to put in an amphitheater. We're going to put in a golf course. And Joe will say, they never applied for a zoning permit. You know, they, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it's going like, okay, now hold on a minute now. And essentially, they just were doing stuff to do stuff. You know, I don't know. The thing's sort of crazy. And now, part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that, that this was the Hoffmans with David and Jerry, I think is his wife's name. And this was their view. And in the, in the meantime, since they started doing this, they essentially retired and their two sons who are co-CEO of the Hoffman family of companies are running things. And I think their sons are going like, okay, wh- why did mom and dad buy this build business? Why did they buy, you know, what are we doing? We don't need this. And, you know, at one point in time, they bought not one, not two, but three nurseries. They bought Tonic Country Nursery. They bought the Ferguson Tree Nursery. And they bought the uh, Hillman's Nursery. Okay, why do you need three nurseries? You know what I mean? I mean, it's the point yeah, of like, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I don't know. And the, you'd, think, you'd think they would focus on grape growing. Brad, well, instead of but a nursery. See, the crazy thing about it was the thing, you know, don't get me going in this. The thing that got me was right up the street from the crap transmitter site, they bought 10 acres, which adjoins the airport. And there was an article in Missouri and talked about, hey, they're going to put a heliport in it. They're going to put in an FBO, which is like what essentially an FBO is like the quick trip of the skies. You know, if you're flying across country, when you fly in, in a private plane, you go to an FBO, they fuel up your, your jet and or your plane. A lot of times they have very nice accommodations where you can go in and sit out and have a dinner and stuff like that. Um, but the only problem was they didn't tell the city of Washington that, you know, that, that, that they bought this property. And they, had to get, they didn't get approval from the FAA. And yeah. so they had no approvals. They had no, you know, and the city owns the airport, the FAA, and, but the city has to, uh, you know, do everything under the, under the authority of the Federal Aviation Administration. And they didn't do anything. And now the property's sitting there with a for sale sign on. It's like, okay. And once again, they grind out all these press releases. Hey, the Hoffmans are doing this. The Hoffmans are doing that. We're buying this. We're buying that. You know, and now it's to the point where they're selling everything. So eh, I see what Lamping says, but by the same token, I don't know. It's just they cut down all the trees at Montel, which a lot of people are still upset about. You know that whole weird story? No, I don't. Montel sits up in this beautiful hill, has this beautiful view, was shielded by all these trees. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they cut all the trees down. Uh, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're all gone. I haven't been there in years. Yeah, they're gone. Well, you need to go there more often. Okay, it's time for us to get out of here. Say goodbye, John. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?